Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The biggest idiots deserve the big, bad shovel of wisdom. Sponsored by Jerry's Toyota. And their exclusive benefits, including free service maintenance for four years or 50,000 miles. Visit Jerry's Toyota just north of the Beltway on Bel Air Road and online at jerrystoyota.com. 105.7 The Fan. Time to give out shovels. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS1057, the fan. Ed Norris, who gets your shovel this morning? 2028 Los Angeles Olympic Committee. This made the stupidest idea to come out of a... They make some dumb ideas when they were going to eliminate wrestling years ago, which has been like maybe the first Olympic sport. Well, now, in 2028, they're proposing... Here's this... Jeremy's going to get a little excited here. We want to make flag football an Olympic event. Let's do it. For the summer games. Would be even more humiliating is not just the fact they're going to play flag football. Is that we probably won't win the gold in a sport that we invented. Well, they have the damn biathlon in freaking Winter Olympics. Yeah. You're on ski shooting. Who does that? Who goes skiing and shoots? I think George Patton won that. (laughs) It's like, what can we do? Let's take two random things. Let's put guys on a pogo stick and have them drink beers. Let's put a rock on the ice. Get a broom. Let's see it move. (laughs) WPS. Flag football. What about the flag football idea? I love it. But I'll say this. Look, I love flag football. It ain't all that much fun to watch. Um... From a standpoint of... Let's get a rock. Put it on ice. Get a broom. (laughs) Actually, Patton won a medal in the pentathlon. Did he? Yeah, I I knew he won an Olympic medal. I think the Olympics should evolve. I think the game should evolve, man. I mean, it should be... Me too. should be relevant football. Relevant game. Just a relevant game. Yes. Froth. Play frisbee golf. Why not? I don't know. Play cornhole. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's... it's, I think that's called disc golf. It's all about... What is it called? Disc golf. It's all about relevant games. Back then, <laughs> in ancient years, those games were... Re- Basketball wasn't always part of the Olympics. Yeah, no, it was invented. To win. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I, I mean, boxing was, wrestling was, running was. Yeah, you got you to gotta get things that are relevant and make them Olympic sports. It's just mad that every four years, my country is going to come ask me to work for them. The sad part is I'm going to be 48. <laughs> Don't worry, they're not coming for uh, me. Babe, you're back. You're back. <laughs> Who gets your shovel, Jeremy? My shovel goes to well, people that don't think before they tweet. And I understand. 
I'm not ripping anybody that's on either side of this with like killing innocent people is just wrong, period. But what's going on over in Israel, and we were just talking about it, um, you've got people that are standing up. Mia Khalifa, the former porn star, has been screaming about Palestinians and how this is wrong, that's wrong. I used to work for Palestinians. I was just telling Ed that, you know, I would hear different news than what I'm hearing over here and all the th everything's different. So you can believe who you want to believe on any any surface. But what I want to talk about is the dude for the who covers the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. The the Sixers tweeted out, "We stand with the people of Israel and join them in the mourning of hundreds of innocent lives lost to terrorism at the hands of Hamas. Stand with Israel." He wrote, "This post sucks. Solidarity with Palestine always." And, and his name's Jackson Frank. He's since been fired by the Philly Voice. I don't know. Like, if he's Palestinian or, like, he has time. Like, I don't. It's a really tough situation to be in. And that's why you have to think, even when you're in support of something. I don't get involved in it, this uh, man. It's just, it's, I mean, it's a tough look. Mia Khalifa looks like an idiot, but uh, for some of the things that she's been putting out. But I don't know about this one, man. The guy gets fired for voicing his opinion. I, you shouldn't have written it. I think you have to know that nowadays. There are consequences and repercussions yeah, you get, you get, for putting anything you get, out on social media. Freedom of speech, but also there are consequences, consequences. to it as well. You know, my shovel goes to people like Dante Whitner and Rex Ryan. Whitner, former NFL Pro Bowler, defensive back, he went on and said Dak Prescott sucks. Period. Uh, Rex Ryan goes on TV and says the wide receiver coach of the Baltimore Ravens. A genius said he's trying to be cutting edge because they use rugby footballs uh, in practice. There are lots of things outside of the conventional. Jeremy, we talked about basketball. You use training. You dribble a ball. You, a basketball, you catch a tennis ball. Yeah. You do that for hand-eye coordination. The different reason you do things. Whitner going on and saying the guy sucks. And and, and I'm, I'm happy Tariq Hill pushed back on and said, what's up with these guys calling people out now? Yeah. Rex Ryan, um, I remember the time – that you said, I'm bringing back the 46 defense when you were here in Baltimore, only to have Peyton Manning on national TV shredded. And he was <laughs> asked about it in the post-game press conference. He says, I've seen the 46 defense. That ain't it. What happened to your 46 defense, genius? It's funny how these guys all of a sudden become perfect and without, and, and, and without flaws when they become analysts. It's like all the – I'm not going to go to another station – and start bashing Jeremy. Jeremy, start bashing it. You don't do that. You don't do that. You know those same rules that you follow when you were in the game. You keep those rules. You can criticize. It's okay for Rex Ryan to criticize, but when you start making it personal, that's one thing we shouldn't do in this chair. Don't make things personal, man. You sound stupid. But so many guys nationally do it, though. Some people locally do it. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, you just you watch them. I mean, some, they'll never give credit. They'll, they decide to hate somebody or say an organization, and that's it forever. And even if they have to grudgingly give you some, you know, kind of a, you know, acknowledgement, they will. Who is Dante Whitner to start chirping? All he was was a cheap shot artist. Like, dude, now that you're an analyst, like, he said, you're lucky I, you weren't playing when I was playing Tyreek Hill. I would have, like, it's like, come on, man. All he said is, what's up with the old heads out there trashing everybody in the league? And like, it's okay It's okay to analyze and not agree with Jeremy, but he sucks. Hey, genius. I mean, come on, dude. Seriously. There have been a lot of guys. Micah Parsons has recently stepped up. You saw tra um, uh, Pat Mahomes after the game to Zach Wilson. Like, look, we can all say all these guys are terrible. It took a lot of effort, energy, time to get to the league. 
they're amongst the elites doesn't mean you're going to be amongst the elite of the elite and those are the ones we watch and we cheer on every single week so those guys are often going to be trashed by the public I don't know why their peers are trashing them Neither now that they've become like it's okay get in the media you know I, I don't want you to be the the nice guy talking sweet about everybody but yeah. calling a guy trash is it's just awful we made some picks on Friday we'll review them at 7 30 but on the other side there's a certain NFL receiver top level receiver I'm hearing he wants out of his situation Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 718 in the AM. Four tops. Is that right, Joe? Four tops. Oh, you ba- love. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. It's way before my time. I am not trying to predict this year. No, ain't playing that, that game. Um, wide receivers are known to just be unhappy just because they're unhappy. Am I well, right? they're divas. It's the one position on the field where you can do everything right and still not get the ball. Yeah, you know, like when you yeah. when you think about a running back, he knows when he's getting the ball. You know when a pass play is called. You know when you're the number one option. You could still be running wide open, and your quarterback not hit you, not see you, whatever, come off of it early. So yeah, you get divas there. It's the one time that you'll see teams winning and guys complaining because they're not getting the ball enough. One of five games, he has fifty targets, thirty nine receptions, five hundred and twenty yards, five touchdowns, and I'm hearing from a very very close source. That Stephon Diggs wants out of Buffalo, and he wants out. Um, there was uh, something there, on Sunday. Yeah, there, there's word that this could be a possible interest of him, but he definitely wants out of Baltimore. He has what some consider to be one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, and he, he wants out. Um, he has ten averaging ten targets a game. He wants out. He has a touchdown per game. He wants out. What is going on? He has over 100 yards a game, and he wants out. What is going on in Buffalo? Well, I mean, they've had this spat going on. I don't think anyone ever got to the bottom of it as to what it was about, unless it was just about, you know. This goes back to last year. Yeah. Um, to be fed the ball. But I, I maybe they decided they can't work it out, just decided that's it. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. You gotta, you're on a team 
that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender every year for the next couple of years. We got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the great fan base. I don't know, man. Grass isn't always greener. He's on he's on the pace of 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 putting up the best numbers of his career, Jeremy. He's never averaged over 100 yards a game. He's averaging 104 yards a game. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, build a beautiful house down in Montgomery County. I, I love the player, Stefan Diggs. Like, if you're not going to be happy in Buffalo, where are you going to be happy? be happy? Where are you going to be happy? Like, you know, you're the number one target there. There was some other stuff that came out with him and that reporter earlier this season, if you guys remember, where he and his brother were taking shots at her. She got called on an open mic talking about Stefan Diggs. Um, but it just seems like he's unhappy there. And and maybe it is something for a change for him. Well, and maybe I know, it's personal. Maybe it has nothing to do with football. It very well could be. Mm-hmm. And going back to last season, whatever it was, like didn't he just have like a three-touchdown day or two-touchdown? He just had a huge day against Miami, right? He went off against Miami. Yeah, he had uh, six receptions for 123 touchdowns. Yeah, so He, he just, just came off a game against the Jets. No, that's early in the season. This past game against um, London, it was in London against in London, Jacksonville. He had eight receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. So he's put up four touchdowns in the last two weeks. So it's not about getting the ball, apparently. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is something more personal that he doesn't like, or a coach that he doesn't like, or something. But it does feel like they were talking about it during the London game, where Josh Allen was at the end of the bench, and Diggs gets pissed off, kind of starts yelling, stands up, and walks away, and then Allen just keeps talking to. Whatever lineman he was talking to, whoever it was, just and then they said, "I don't. I think one of these guys has to go." And more than likely, it's not your franchise quarterback. It's not going to be franchise quarterback. What? In what situation do you have a franchise quarterback and you sign with a thirty-year-old receiver? <laughs> I, I mean, what situation does on. that happen? Seriously, I love Steph Diggs. I do. I, I love Stephon Diggs, but come on, you know, I don't care how good he is. You know, you go out and get you know. And, and take your chances finding another wide receiver. And they have some pieces there. You know, is there a chance you can see this guy in Baltimore? I don't think so. How does it make sense? If he's going to go from that offense to this one, he's not going to put up the same type of numbers. They don't. I don't think you throw as much here. Um, and is this a place he really wants to be? Like, you know, you're you're on a team that's – you're on one of the top three to four teams in, in football, maybe the AFC, period. So you're going to have a shot. You're, you know, you, you're going to win your division more than likely. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big win over Miami. They still have to go down and face them. And Miami has two games coming up against Kansas City and San Francisco. So a couple of a good tests for him. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that he's a fit here. Like, what are you giving up to go get him? And what are you moving out? You already have four first-round picks right. at wide receiver. And that's not me telling you that all these guys are better than him. Um, no, no. I, I don't think that. It's not a thing of who's better. I just better, don't think he fits Well, he fits, exactly. It's it's not a question of is he better than what you have. It's a question of does he fit. And you're saying you don't think he fits. He's better than what most teams have. Does he fit here, Ed? I mean, he fit if you didn't have a full receiver. Right? I mean, they went out of their way to pick up a lot of receivers. They pick up Aguilar. You pick up Beckham. You, you draft, you know, the uh, number one receiver now, apparently, and Zay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was, and again, who are you giving? What are you giving up for him? And I'd also like to know behind the scenes, is he a malcontent? I mean, I don't know what's going on up there. Not happy in Minnesota, now not happy right. in Buffalo. Those are two places to, that are easily, it's easy to be unhappy, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, Why yeah. Buffalo, though? I think I think it's, it's more something with him and Josh Allen. This started in their playoff game. What and happened in Minnesota, then? Minnesota, I mean, you could just look at that team. Like, he was uh, just tired of losing. I guess. But again, like, the, here's me giving him a pass or making, I don't, 
yeah, giving yeah. you a reason yeah. in each location he's been at. And he may he may come here, go somewhere else, and be a model citizen and everything you want him to be. Um, or you may get more of this. Like, I'm not getting fooled again. I, I was fooled with James Harden. I'm not falling for this again. It's like I just oh, saw. I, don't, I, don't, I think he's far from James Harden. You think? Well, no, I, but I'm saying I just I started with a guy who was always, never happy, never happy, never happy, and I'm like, well, you know, look at this, look at that, look at. Now I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, four games this year, he's out of five. He's had well over 100 yards receiving. He is on pace to put up career numbers, and he's unhappy in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Four ten five eight three, one zero five seven. That's the number. Commissions Baltimore at seven forty five. You don't want to miss that. But on the other side, Joe, he has the tally. He has the standings. We'll break it down and out pickums. We'll take a look back up next on The Fan. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We make the picks, and we keep the tally. I remember this time, uh, Joe, to to put it part of the show. All right, so we have already established what happened on Thursday, so let's go to Sunday. Sunday, um, I picked Buffalo. Ed, you picked? I had Buffalo. Jeremy? I had Jacksonville. All right, you got that one right. Uh, Ed and I got it wrong. Uh, I picked Houston. Jeremy? Atlanta. Atlanta. I got that one wrong. I picked Detroit. Ed? Detroit. Keep it moving. You picked Detroit, too? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I picked Indianapolis. Jeremy? Tennessee. Indianapolis. What happened to you, Jeremy? What's wrong with you? I just thought Tennessee would steal one there. Stop thinking. I picked Miami. Ed? Miami. Jeremy? Yeah, keep it moving. All right. All right. I picked New Orleans. Jeremy? New Orleans. New Orleans. I picked Baltimore. Ed? So did I. Me, too. We all got that one wrong. I picked Philadelphia. Keep it moving, Jeremy. No, I had the Rams. That yeah, the Ram was, Ranch. That was my upset special this the week. Ram the, Ranch. The only person that was upset was me and everyone that followed me. Yeah, I picked the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know what Jeremy's thinking about on that one either. Yeah, I like the Rams and the and and the Jags a lot this week. I picked Cincinnati. Ed. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. All right. Pick the Jets, Jeremy. You can't take the Jets. I took Denver. I took the Jets. The Jets won. <laughs> I picked Kansas City, Ed. Kansas City. Jeremy. Kansas City. I picked San Francisco, Jeremy. I picked Dallas. San Francisco. <laughs> Jeez. I like I was doing so well, and I'm like, yeah, give me the Broncos and the Cowboys. And I picked Green Bay, Ed. I had the, the Raiders. I had Vegas. Yeah. I went 9 and 5, Jeremy. I went 9 and 5. Ed. 11 and 3. That's Joe. Nice. Yes. <laughs> what was. Let's talk about it. I think pretty sure Ed is in the writer's what was room. Your, what, with was your, the, uh, what was your record? No, don't worry about that. What was your record? Um, <laughs> Go ahead and tell us, Jeff Fisher. weekly record. Uh, <laughs> I was 7-7. Uh, seven and seven. Uh-huh. Um, Old man drink. Yes. Yeah, that's not so, not good. Uh, not good, Bob. What's the season? <laughs> not good, Bob. What's the um, season record? So I'll start at the bottom. 
So when I get to the top, I can say that uh, I'm 42 and 36. 32 and 36. Jeremy is third, 49 and 29. Rob is 52 and 26 in second. And number one, Ed Norris at 56 and 22. So he's four games up on me. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I think, Ed, up in a week. Ed, are you writing the script for these? Yes. Is that what's happening now? Yes. Have the uh, Jets kept winning? It's my year. Yeah. He it's doesn't a, want to seem like a homer, so. Ed, well, they don't have 50 wins yet. I know. <laughs> I know it's bothering Jeremy. It's killing Jeremy, man. What? What? What's killing me? Nothing. That I'm in third? Oh, I don't care. I mean, it's still early. You know how this thing yeah, works Yeah, you can end up in fourth. <laughs> I just ain't going to be in last. That's all I know. I will not be in last. <laughs> I'm not saying Joe will be either, but he most likely will be. 410-583-1057 is the number. Let's go out to the phone lines. Rosedale, Antonio. What's up, Antonio? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Happy Taco Tuesday to you. Thank you. Will there be any major changes? In the Oils lineup for Game Three, and you guys have a wonderful Taco Tuesday. You too. I don't know what kind of major changes you can have for who's on the. You know, yeah. I don't. I mean, major changes. I think the subtle changes that they naturally have. Who's going on? Who's going for Texas tonight? Today, Avaldi. So you'll probably have um, Gunner O'Hearn. Yeah, O'Hearn, O'Hearn in the lineup finally. Uh, like you said, gunner leading off, but no major changes. No, just the regular stuff that they normally do. Maybe Mountcastle takes a sit. You can't over. No good against righties. No, I'm just saying maybe you sit him. You start O'Hearn. Oh, and, and or you know you or you, you put yeah because you don't want O'Hearn in the outfield. Not in the playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying he's he ends up being your DH. Unless you put Santander as your DH and O'Hearn. No, Santander and right either O'Hearn or Mountcastle DH. One of those two. We'll find out soon. But if they're doing that, then O'Hearn's got to be in the – you're going to put him in the lineup. O'Hearn's in the lineup against the righty. It's just but a matter of whether he's the DH or first baseman in a playoff game. You can't start doing stupid stuff because you're down 0-2. No, don't get cute. Yeah. Go with the one you brought to the dance. Play baseball. Yeah. That's the way you've been playing this year. You've lost two in a row before and bounced back with a winning streak. In fact, in fact if I'm not mistaken, there have been a couple of times where Dean Kramer has been your stopper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For a losing yeah. streak this year, he's shortening some losing streaks this year. So let him go out and be the stopper. You go up and put up some runs and, and assist him. And, and I make hate to bring happen. this up. I hope he's not affected because he's got family in Israel. I know, but it, there's an they article. asked him about it. There's an article did. about yeah, oh. yeah. Said they're fine. They'll be in his mind, obviously okay. in the back of his mind while he's pitching. So yeah. he strikes me as one of those guys when he gets between the lines. Mm-hmm. It's baseball. He'll deal yeah. with the other stuff when baseball's over. It I bet it's me th- like there's some guys that I know it for me, and I don't like to put that on other people. But playing for flag sports, football? No, I'm just saying playing sports was therapeutic for me. Like being out on the basketball yeah, court, just even by myself, like was was therapeutic. Like mm-hmm. it was like so. I know some guys. I even had a player of mine that his mom passed away, and he, he was trying out, and he came back. He like came back the next day. I said, "Hey, man, I don't ever tell anybody this. You're already on the team." You don't have to try out. And he's like, Coach, I'd rather be here. This is the only place I feel comfortable. And and sometimes that's the case with, with some people taking their mind off things. You mm-hmm. focus on the task at hand, and then mm-hmm. that's that. So may, maybe it can be. I don't know. I don't, I don't know him like that, but he seems back like a laid-back yeah, guy. He's Dean, Dean Kramer is one of the misunderstood guys in that clubhouse. 
because he comes across as standoffish when he's really not. I thought he was at first until I had a couple of conversations with him. He's just, as Jeremy said, he's the ultimate lead back guy. Um, you know, when you know him, you know him. He talks to you, he does. But he, he's he's probably a little misunderstood in, in his personality. But I, I like the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's legit. Um, I think he's a California kid. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Stockton, California, which may be part of the personality as well. You know, kind of lead back. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Kim McCusick joins us. Is he going to be in studio, Joe? In studio at 8 o'clock at 8.15. Don't go anywhere. You got to hear him break down the film for Friday, for Sunday's game between the Ravens and the Steelers. But on the other side, it's Commission's Baltimore. What you got for us, Eddie? We're going to recap the Shogun fights. It was some really good fights on Saturday night. So How John, good? John Rout, really good. There you go. Really with some some devastating knockouts. But John Rallo is going to call in and recap the event with us. Commissions Baltimore up next on The Fan. It's time for Commissions Baltimore. Ed Norris, what you got for us, man? Well, we tell you, we talked about the Shogun fights 27 prior to the event, which was Saturday night. 27. 27. And uh, it was held in Maryland Live. It, it's just a nice venue. I, th- I thought it was a really good event. And... Uh, just so we bring in John Rollo to talk about it. Just to recap some of these fights. What's, go- what's going on, John? Hey, what's happening, guys? So how would you rate the overall card, John? Well, I thought the card was great, and I thought it ended with a bang. Uh, you know, with uh, Cole Cressley coming out of retirement and uh, having probably, I mean, one of the best knockouts we've had in the Shogun cage over uh, Brian McDowell, who was uh, – you know, took the belt from Micah Terrell three, four shows ago. He defended the belt uh, two times after he won it, beat Micah in a rematch, then had a submission win over Pat Rivera. And uh, Cole called me after that fight, said he wanted to, he was, he was retired, said he wanted to come out of retirement and, and fight for the championship, knowing that I've never seen Cole in a fight that wasn't fan-friendly uh, I thought it was a great idea. Uh, the match was uh, highly contested. Uh, Cole Brian was really wearing out Cole's legs. I think he had him injured. It may have knocked him down with a couple of leg kicks. And uh, I think at that point there was some urgency on Cole's part. He started to turn it up. Uh, wound up catching McDowell with a shot that wobbled him, and then uh, went in for the kill and and. Uh, He'd be definitely, I mean, he was knocked out. out. It, it was, it was something, out. yeah. And people that don't know, the guy, the guy that was knocked out from Spokane, Washington, who I thought was an out, really good fighter. Saw him fight a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, tough as nails. Really tough. And, and I, I didn't think Cole, after that layoff, would be able to, to beat him. But he he literally knocked him stiff. Yeah, he looked, I mean, Cole looked great. You know, he looked great. So, uh, and I always say Cole's like my favorite guy in Shogun to watch because he just always is in fan-friendly fights, and he didn't disappoint once again. All right, John, we, we want to know. Jeremy and I was wondering, I mean, rate Ed Norris as a ring announcer, though. I mean, that's what we, we're interested uh, in. Right it's now. Fight Tree. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, well, give, give, us, give, us, give us the uh, presentation, Jeremy. It's Fright Tree. We got a fighter from Cuba over here. <laughs> Jeremy, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, man. How was he? I was thankful, you know, uh, 
our regular guy, Justin, wasn't able to make it. Uh, I asked Ed months ago, months and months ago, if he was interested. I know he's a big MMA fan. Uh, so, um, you know, he said yes. And I thought, you know, I, I told Ed the other day, I said, look, man, I really appreciate you filling in. Um, I thought it was a great show. thought it was a great event. Like Ed, he, Ed even said, I mean, he obviously had to learn how things were working as the night went on, working with the athletic commission. And in his defense, the athletic commission, there was, Ed was new, athletic commission was new, DJ was new. So it was, uh, you know, there was a whole bunch of, uh, there was a whole bunch of new going on, but I think it, it went well, it went well together. Did he, did he go up to the, did he go in the, in the uh, uh, ring with a, a, a bourbon in his hand? Did he go? <laughs> Actually, well, inside baseball, like the, right? is a relative of John, the judges were like, because no one told me this. You know, you got to learn as you're going here. So I, the referee told me what the decision, you know, what his call was. So I made the call. The judge was like, you have to come to us first. I get chastised. And you read what's exactly on my card here. So I did. I went back and I get doing it. I said, okay, no problem. I do it. So there was a uh, rear naked choke submission. So I read it off as written. And I go back to the judge. He goes, I didn't write TKO on that, did I? I said, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky I wasn't there and found that out because you would have Ron Burgundy'd something for me. I'll do it. And he tried his best. Yeah. He has me. There was, a, there was a unanimous decision. So I get the three judges' cards to read from. The judge who wrote it, he wrote it in like the Arabic or something. I couldn't read any of it. I'm like, I'm like what is this? I don't know their names. Like, I, I got to make it up as it went along. John Rollo from Shogun Vice is joining us to recap uh, was Shogun 27. John, you sitting back watching this, man. You got to feel like a proud papa seeing all of these things. I mean, you, you, you. This is the second. You've been in multiple arenas performing this. You've sold out all of them. You put on great fights. At some point, you, you got to feel like a proud papa for this. No, I mean, 100%. I'm proud, and, and obviously I'm grateful as well, you know, that the people support the show so much. Uh, you know, it's it's been wild to see the evolution. Like you said, you know, we've been to the arena. We've been to MGM, you know, been to Hard Rock down in Florida. You know, now we're at live, and uh, I love the staff there. The guy, Everybody really treats me well. Um, Chris is my main contact. Ashley is my ticket rep. Um, Danny, you know, who helps, and Rebecca that run the venue. Um, I, I mean, everybody treats us great. I really get a great response from the people about the venue. Um, they love the fact that there's a ton to do. They love the fact that there's, uh, you know, free parking. They love the fact that before and after the show, uh, they can get to restaurants, get to clubs, they can get to the games. Um, and far as we are, like for the fights and, and the talent coming through, you know, I can tell you right now, you know, Sean uh, Susser, the yeah. Filipino Flash, that's a kid that has a future in this sport, uh, had a, a, an amazing submission, really slick transition from a guillotine to it an arm lock. So quick. Was, yeah, he was awarded his uh, black belt in the, in the cage for, uh, you know, for his performance and well-deserved. We have Maxi Menes. Uh, he's a three-time world champ in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, he was able to take his opponent down and finish him there on the ground. Uh, we have a kid, Mansoor Abdul-Malik. I think you'll be seeing him in the big show in the future. Uh, him and Danelli Bendetto had a nice uh, war that uh, Mansoor wound up winning. 
Uh, newcomer Will Breslin, very impressive win. He's a ground control kid. So, um, you know, and, and to see talent at the next level this weekend, uh, Sadiq Youssef, who's a local DMV guy, trains down Lloyd Irvins. He's a Shogun vet. He's headlining uh, this USC this weekend fighting Edson Barbosa. So to see, you know, where we started and where the, the guys started here and to see, like, DMV talent that's come through Shogun to be headlining uh, their first UFC event, like, that's the kind of stuff that uh, really makes me proud because that was really the goal was to be able to have uh, a, a platform for DMV talent to show their skills and be able to get to the next level. And we've put about 20 people uh, into the UFC so far. You know, obviously our own Tucker Lutz, uh, Matthew Sevelsberger, who was their cornering the other night, uh, Miranda Maverick, who's one of the better lady fighters now. Uh, so, you know, it's like you said, it's been really, really cool to see the fighters as well start, you know, and as pro debuts and, and now here they are headlining, the, uh, you know, a UFC card. That Will Breslin looked to be, is he the one that looked really just very composed, like when he was fighting? Yeah, man. He's super tall. Yeah. For, he's a big 55-pounder. Um, that kid, all he does is go to college and, and go to ground control. Um, you know, very impressive. He's got uh, very good striking, long and lanky, has very good jujitsu, very well-rounded kid. So, uh, you know, it was his first. He was undefeated as a, an amateur, uh, submitted. I mean, he submitted all but one of his opponents, and the guy he did submit, he knocked out. And he kept that, uh, you know, he kept that record going because he finished his opponent in this fight as well. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to see him grow in the future. Yeah, I was I was really impressed with him. He just looked like someone who had, and I didn't know how much experience he had, but you know some guys, they kind of just kind of get rattled when they walk into events. Not oh, yeah, experience. yeah, we had, we had one in my mind, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm not going to name him, mm -hmm. but I thought that you saw a little bit of that. Like when the first time you get out in front of a crowd, you got, you know, two, 3,000 people, and the lights going and your name and the, the music's flaring. Uh, sometimes, it, you know, guys get a little bit of stage fright there. And, you know, nothing really fixes that but getting out there and doing it. And for Will, I mean, he went out there like it was another day in the office. Yeah. And, and really, like I said, I'm, I'm not joking. I mean, he's in the gym hours and hours a day. So, uh, you know, I think practice makes perfect. And, and, this is, and Will's a guy that puts in a ton of time. John Rollo from uh, Ground Control from Shogun. John, do you know when the next uh, card is? Yes, sir. Next one's March 30th, and it will be at live again. There you go. John, thank you for all you do for the community, man. Keep doing it. Yep. Thank you guys for all the support. I really do appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it, man. Thanks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable success. Thanks a lot, my friend. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Mike Border joins us. Uh, he'll give us what he thinks about the Orioles' chances of bringing this thing back to Baltimore. He'll join us at 845, but on the other side, Kim McCusick, filmstudybaltimore.com. We know what PFF graded Lamar Jackson as the number one rated quarterback of week five. Let's hear what Ken has to say up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 